the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. installment of the Battle for 1600 with your hosts, Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to the president and the Baron. Who's the Baron? He's Boris. Boris Epstein. He is, well, many things. As former special assistant to the president, an old campaign hand, and now he is the strategic advisor for coalitions on the Trump 2020 campaign. I didn't even read that. Did I get that right, Boris? There's, there's a lot of them, and I think you got a strategic advisor for coalitions you got it right on point my wow. friend wow and this is episode 412 no this is episode oh uh, i th- i believe it's episode 20. 37 right <laughs> three the 3712 no it's so much fun i don't keep count i don't do math i just have a rip roaring time with my co-host boris and you guys are, i keep, i'm not joking i get texts on our text line on our america first uh, radio show Every week, Boris, where they say, you and Boris, just too much fun. Do you get feedback I, as I well? I love that. I do a lot from a lot of different sources, and it's always so appreciated. People love it. And you know what? I think it, it's the banter. It's the lightheartedness, but it's also the hard-hitting. And also, people love the stories. They love the stories of your experience in campaigns, our experience together in the White House, and then what I enjoy, and I'm, I'm just going to say it right now, and this is why I had the idea for us together to have an additional podcast uh, in addition to the show, is the historic stuff you always inject. We don't rehearse this. We pick a couple of topics, and we just say we're going to talk about them, and then sooner or later, you find a way to to weave in something from American history, and it's, it's just so much value added. Yeah, no, it's 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 a good time. It's something that you and I have invested a lot of time in. You know, we, every week, like clockwork, we, we you know we sit down wherever you and, are. And we do it wherever I am, wherever undisclosed location, we do it. <laughs> and the feedback has been amazing, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait for we'll have to count whatever episode will be, but for the episode on November fourth, wow. where we'll be celebrating the big victory on November third. It's up to us. It's up to you guys listening to this show. A hundred and twenty four days to go. We have to get this man, our former boss. Well he's his boss now really if he's working for the campaign. Right. Re elected and every one of you counts. Every single one of you listening to the podcast, watching us on YouTube, you matter. God bless you. Hold the line. Be part of the solution. Be part of the MAGA team. Uh, if you like the podcast, 
please spread the word. Give us a review wherever you download it. Go to iTunes. Do us a little review. I think we've got five stars. Just add one of your own personal touches. We would love you to do that. Okay, Boris, we've picked a couple of topics to discuss. We haven't rehearsed anything. No, we, we never do. And we never I, by do. the way, I think that's a huge, 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 huge part of our success is that we go into it. We know generally what we're going to talk about. It's the battle for 1600 after we're all right. right. So it's going to tie back to the election. But we don't sit around and say, okay, at, at minute 13, <laughs> 20 seconds in, you're going to laugh. And at minute <laughs> 33, I'm going to make a joke. Yes. And at minute 26, you weren't going to make a joke. But people we don't do, do that. that. But people do that. People script, and you can so tell it, can't you? So tell it. So It's just like Biden. You could tell it when, it's a, when it, all his tweets are pre-written, pre-written through TweetDeck. Not by Sleepy Creepy. Sad. Look, um, let you broach the subject. Let's launch in after. There is some dispute. I think they tried to get it under the wire before 90 days had passed. I think, actually, it was the 90th day. Sleepy Creepy crawled out of his hole in the ground. And people said, the first thing, the funniest thing, Boris, people said this was a press conference. It's not a press conference when you get the questions written for you in advance and the list of the people who are going that's not a press conference is it no that what that it was it was I, somebody online made, made a really good point it was like t-ball when the t-ball is a beach ball you know right they said it they put up a they put oh up that a was team. joe concha it was t- he said it was t-ball but instead of a regular t-ball well, it, it was, was an inflatable beach ball, beach ball. it's not, and he still got stuff wrong and he still he got the name of his hometown newspaper wrong i mean listen you know whatever that sad attempt was it was not a press conference it was a, a maybe some sort of reach to say, well, we did it before 90 days. But right. no, you haven't. It's been 90 days. There's no real press conferences. When he said, when Biden goes, I was told to call on X, and I'm being told to call on Y. And <laughs> and then, they, what were those questions? It's, it's so natural. It's uh, just so authentic, Boris. Yeah, and it was just the same way they treat President Trump, right? <laughs> oh, There was a lot yes. of screaming and What's your favorite down. color? What did you have for breakfast? How handsome are you? <laughs> And then, right. But then he still he still messed it up. He made a, it was a fastball, not a, not a, a slow fastball. Of hey, you're old. People are saying that you're losing your mind. Are you losing your mind? I uh, listen, listen. We have this cup. We we got to play. Oh, you're this. not going to make me reach. I'm not going to do my impersonation. No, no, okay. no. You can save that for for later in the podcast <laughs> when he's asked about maybe you have some cognitive issues. Let's listen to his non-press conference. Joe Biden yesterday, play cuts. Last question real quick. Some have speculated, sir, that, that, you, that you are subject to some degree of cognitive decline. I'm 65. I don't have word recollection that I used to have. I forget my train of thought from time to 12 years on me, sir. Are, have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline? I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look, all you, all you got to do is watch me, and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against. First things first, Boris. He was roasted for days for calling a woman a lying dog-faced whatever pony soldier. Right. And he uses it again, and he's laughing about it. That's how out of touch this man is with reality. And then this wasn't even a fastball. This wasn't a hardball because the guy's saying, oh, oh, uh, I have problems with my memory too. How's your memory? And what's his response? 
I am constantly tested. Boris, who gets constantly tested for cognitive issues? People who have cognitive issues. People who have cognitive issues. Uh, To say he's constantly tested, it tells you either one or two things. One, he's telling the truth, and he's constantly tested for cognitive issues, which... Then he's disqualified. I'm sorry. He has just to disqualified, disqualified well, yourself. It begs the second question, right? Then, okay, when, how often are you actually tested? And two, what are the results? And why? Why right. are you being constantly tested? Normal people aren't constantly tested for their cognitive impairment. Not even close. And then the, and then the second part is, the second option is, he's lying. And he reached for something. Right. And that's what he said. But that's, that's as embarrassing. Then Joe Biden is just not again not fully there, and then he chose to lie, and in, in a completely obtuse way that puts him under attack for something that's totally fair. If you're constantly tested, why? Let's see the doctor's order for those tests. Let's see the results, and let's see how often it really is. That's I mean that's the o- that's the only oh. question that it begs. Of course, there's no follow up, and he ran away, and his <laughs> and his campaign is going to say something like, "Oh well, Joe Biden was just uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's Joe being Joe for you, just constantly tested for a cognitive decline. Every every morning he wakes up and they ask him what's two plus two, he says apple. <laughs> you know it's Joe. That's, that's Joe. Joe. That's Joe. Joe, what's two plus two? Strawberry. <laughs> there you go, Joe. <laughs> that's our man. Uh, look, let's talk about the fact that you said there was no follow-up worse than that 90 days without anybody asking him a live question and nobody not one of those reporters they didn't care about looking like real reporters asked the only question that matters because it was breaking news last week the doj evidence that biden was central to Operation Crossfire Hurricane, that on the January 5th meeting before the inauguration in the Oval Office with Obama, with Comey, it was Biden who said, use the Logan Act against General Flynn to frame him. That is news. Not one journalist touched that topic, Boris. And there's, there's another hidden piece of news there. You know, apparently three plus years ago, Joe Biden knew what the Logan Act was. Yes. Right now, he would call it the Tommy Act or something, you know? And and the fact that he denied, he's been on record saying, I knew nothing of any operation with Mike Flynn in, in, involved. And, and, and he said he knew nothing, I believe, of even any investigation. Yes. And that is just a bold-faced lie. He's He was a key part of that meeting that they had in the Oval Office. And just think about this. Think about an alternative universe. Think about a situation where you've got George W. Bush in January of 2009 sitting around with Dick Cheney with, I believe, uh, Alberto Gonzalez was the attorney general at the Sounds time. Sounds right, yep. Is that right? With the sitting attorney general, his, his, one of his, some of his main Mueller, advisors. head of the FBI. Right. Mueller, exactly, head of the FBI at the time before he started having his cognitive decline. And then... And talking about how they were going to investigate Susan Rice. I mean, are it, you it, joking? That that would have destroyed the GOP for a generation. If we had documentary evidence that a Republican president was involved personally in a 
tri-agency counterintelligence operation against the incoming administration and its national security advisor. We'd still be discussing that today, Boris. Of course. The media would never let it go. They would never, ever, ever let it, let it go. It would, be, it would be huge news. Absolutely yeah. huge news. And this one doesn't make it to his fake no, press No, it, it doesn't even, you know, it was, it was, Michael, it was Michael Mukasey who was the uh, follower. That's right. Trump. Sorry. Correct. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah, great, guy. Great, yeah great judge and, 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 you know, friend. So, but yeah, just imagine that. You know, imagine that situation. And you're right. The Republican Party would have been under attack nonstop. The, the, the holder DOJ would have investigated the living Jesus out, out of it. For eight years. For eight years, that's what they would have okay. done. And, and if you think that whoever was in that media could then run for president, you're kidding yourself. But here we've got Joe Biden, and, and everything with Biden just goes down the memory hole. I mean, he does have that, a little bit of an ability with the media, where they want to forgive him, and they do forgive him. Well, yeah, because he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. If if he had an R to his name, he wouldn't. Just his first two days on the campaign stump, when he was sniffing the women and all the weird things he did, he would have been disqualified after two days on the campaign campaign trail. Let's let's just remind people: this is a man who is disqualified. Uh, The fact, just the fact, that he ran again and ended up as the candidate. Beggar's belief, because this is the man who had to fold his campaign more than a generation ago because he was found to have stolen, to have plagiarized the labor leader's speeches in his then presidential campaign. 1988 disaster. Kinnick stealing personal stories about how my dad came up from the coal mines and he steals it word for word and he has to shut down his campaign. Then, if you look at what he did as vice president, we now know it's stunning. I just have to mention this again. I, I didn't mention this to you we haven't rehearsed it thanks to to judicial watch we found out this week through a freedom of information act request <laughs> so we know we know that hunter biden was on the board of the ukrainian oil and gas company that was corrupt we know he flew to beijing and, and landed a 1.4 billion dollar deal with the national bank of communist china but now we find out hunter biden over the eight years that his father was vice president, flew on Air Force aircraft, including Air Force Two, more than 400 times, Boris, to 29 different countries. How, not, how is he not disqualified for that corruption? Now, it was he, to your point, he used Secret Service protection. Yes. What, for over 400 times. Yeah. Some of that was an Air Force uh, aircraft. I think some of it may have been either other private or even commercial, but nevertheless. But paid the for American, by the government. The, paid for by the government. The American taxpayer was paying for Hunter Biden's protection for foreign trips, including to China and to Ukraine. And could you imagine if Don Jr. Oh, my God. Yeah, Don Jr. Goes, went on 100 trips. If he'd done a one, one trip. And he did. So he had one trip, I believe. And the media went nuts and 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 don tried to give up the protection yeah. he tried to say hey i'm cool i just want to go you know but th- th- this is what we're dealing with you know we me and you have been talking about it for a long time even longer than longer than the podcast even longer than i've been coming on your show america first regularly we've been talking about the hypocrisy in the media and it's never been more obvious than in the way that b- the bidens are treated and that the Trumps or those close to the tree. I mean, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. There's some, and I could say this, it's a podcast, assholes in the media who are trying to use 
TikTok posts from Kellyanne Conway's daughter what? against Kellyanne. What? She's 15 years old. They're trying to use a 15 years a year old's social media post against a woman, Kellyanne Conway, who's the first woman to win to be the winning campaign okay, manager. Okay, I'm going to go there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell people something that they may not know. So when I was in the White House, and especially the second week when um, they deployed me to be a face for the um, the travel moratorium and to you know explain and defend it on the mainstream media. They came after me hard. They've come after you, whether it's the Russia investigation. They came after me and my family hard. I was supposed to be source E until they realized, the idiots, that, that the sources were listed in alphabetical order, <laughs> not the order of their first, la- first letter of their last name. Incredible. So here, here's, here's the story that, that, that I want to share with our listeners. Do it. So it's fine. They come after me. I get it. I'm a politically, politically commissioned officer of the president. They hate the travel moratorium. I'm a proxy like you were, so they're coming after me. And that's fine. That's why we step into the arena to put up with that garbage. Then they come after my wife, who is also in the administration. They accuse her of all kinds of outrageous things. But here, here's, the, here's the rub. Uh, a couple of months in, my son, who's 18... He'd done a project in high school about the environment and a journalist who, by the end of my tenure in the administration, had written 42 hit pieces on me. (laughs) One journalist. One journalist. Writes a piece about my high school-aged son with the word traitor in the title, calling him a traitor. That's who these people are, Boris. Yeah, that's who they are, man. And, and they, are. they call themselves journalists, and they call themselves Democrats. And that's what it is, right? I mean, they're Democrat operatives. <laughs> I tweeted about this, and you retweeted it. Oliver Darcy on CNN, yes. who's sort of, you know, Brian Stelter's sidekick, you know, Stelty. CNN, it's, it's like Stel- Lauren Hardy, Stel- the, Stelty and Darcy. Right. They didn't have enough. They didn't have enough Stelter, so they needed to, uh, <laughs> to, to recruit someone else. So they got this guy, Oliver Darcy, and all he does is you know, whines and bitches and moans about Fox News. So they've got Stelty to whine and bitch and moan about the president, and then, and then Darcy does it about Fox News. So Darcy, and he's trying to be some quasi-intellectual, and he's, he, I guess he's watching Tucker, and then he sees that Tucker used some very appropriate video from the Minneapolis riots, which happened less than, you know, right, right about a month ago now, yeah, right? A little right. over. Uh, and Darcy tweets. He says, Tucker Carlson is using video from a month ago. How dare he? Well, guess what, glass houses? <laughs> Fredo Cuomo just a couple of weeks ago was trying to use economic data for, from 2016 to attack President Trump. Guess who was not president in 2016? <laughs> Yeah, Donald um, Trump was not yet president. CNN, he was running for presidency and then won it. But, I, but but in Oliver Darcy world, God forbid they're using the Tucker uses video of riots that happened just a few weeks ago. But it's of course it's okay for the one and only Fredo to be using data from almost four from four years ago. 
It's, Fre- it's absolutely Fredo, not. Somebody made this point. I can't remember who it was. It was this morning. I saw it. It's fabulous. So Fredo had the man on his show who defended his I house. was hoping you were going to talk about that. We got this mind melt going again. Uh, well, it's, of course. Come on. We're co-hosts. Uh, and he had that gentleman who's a, a McCloskey. civil McCloskey, a civil rights lawyer. Civil rights. Let, let's be clear. He's he, you know he's not a conservative. He's not a Reaganite conservative. But he said, "You're not going to burn my house down." Sorry. And he stood there after they broke down the gate to his property with his wife, with an AR-15, with a handgun. <laughs> and Fredo, we're going to use it on the show today. Fredo goes on for three minutes trying to. Paint him as a white, using the phrase white supremacy, okay, for wanting to protect his wife and his home. The same Fredo Cuomo who got into an altercation because somebody called him Fredo. Uh, Glass houses? Oh, completely. He got an altercation because of that. He tried to go after a middle-aged guy on a bicycle, bicycle for asking him to, hey, buddy, why aren't you? You've got coronavirus. You're telling everybody about it. Why are you out about, out and about in the Hamptons? And you've got to give it to this guy, Mark McCloskey. Listen, I'll tell you this. What? We've seen a lot of craziness happen. Yeah. And a lot of stuff that just disgusts me, infuriates me about these rioters, looters, the quote-unquote protesters who are just – Agitators, see what ha- was happening in New York yesterday. You've got some <sighs> some idiots, sc- you know, half naked, running around screaming at black police officers, saying, saying, "You didn't even go to college." Oh, oh, I, I thought this was the, the the people's revolution, right? Oh, I was. I'm the. I went to college. You're too dumb. You went to a police academy. That's who these people are. The right. arrogance, Boris. The hey, at utter least, contempt. At least the cops. At least the cops know what gender they are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, think that, no, I think that'll be the title for this episode. I like that. You know? I like you that. Know? <laughs> that, that. That'll really trigger them. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that, that's the nature of what we're living with. Yeah. That's the nature of what we're living with. So, you've got, so that has been making me angry for so long, right? They're just a mistreatment by this leftist mob. They're rioting, they're looting, they're craziness. But you know what? Seeing that man... Say, you know what? You're not coming to my property. You're not destroying my property. You're not, you, you, you're not going to kill me and my wife and, 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 and destroy my home. Here I am. Rock me like a hurricane. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And he was completely, as a lawyer, I'll tell you, he was completely within his rights. Totally. Missouri has a castle doctrine. Yep. He was completely within his rights. Those people were screaming at him. They were threatening him. They were threatening his wife. And they were on private property. Case closed. Yeah, case no, closed. It was it was uh, you know a fabulous moment. It had to happen sooner or later. And him crushing Cuomo, by the way, is just a cherry on top. Because Cuomo tried to go after him and say, "Well, you know, you were pointing your gun at innocent protesters." What? And what would you do for if if Fredo had three people within half a mile of his property, he'd be calling the police. But guess what? The police didn't come for this man. And he talked about it. He talked about what he's seen happen. In St. Louis, he even he mentioned the the murdered former police captain yes, David Dorn. He did in that interview, and he he said the things when they get bad, they get bad quickly. And he said he wasn't going to allow that to happen. And you know what else? What good for that guy? You see pictures of that guy's house. Oh that's my a, gosh. That's a, that's America. And it's a real mansion. They started building that in 1907. He bought it completely ruined and rebuilt it to its a beautiful, beautiful condition today. And guess what? With his money that he earned and he gets to protect it. 
it's amazing. I'm happy for him. I thank him because now America and those of us who are in that, well, me and you are not so silent, right? But those who speak for the silent majority, those who believe in the silent majority, those who want to protect the silent majority, we have just a couple and, and a nice couple from St. Louis who are lawyers, who work hard, who represent all kinds of clients, and who said, you know what? Not today. We're not, we're, we're not laying down for the mob. Not on you my could, watch. Not on my watch. And, and, and I want to commend them and thank them for doing that. And I want to thank Mark McCluskey for going out there and doing the interviews. He, yeah. was, on, he was on with Fredo. He was on uh, Tucker's show. Good for him. That's what we need in America. We need people who are not afraid, not afraid to say that enough of this chaos, enough of this craziness. We're not going to lay down to the mob. We know what we want to do. Enough. 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 Um, I haven't mentioned this to you, but I think we have to touch upon it. The, the Russia-Taliban story. Um, it's not just hypocrisy. It's the, the sense that the legacy fake news industrial complex media can try for three and a half years to sell a bogus Russia collusion story right. that completely falls flat on its face And now they want Americans to believe them on this story, Boris? And, you know, it would be a little more believable if they picked another another country, right? Yeah. But this is just such an obvious attempt and cahoots between the left-wing media and the Democrats to gin up the Russia story once again. And you've got Nancy Pelosi again saying, oh, what does Putin have on President Trump? And just these idiots. You get Shifty Shiv, all the usual suspects who were so badly embarrassed Swalwell, who were so badly embarrassed President, by the Russia hoax. President well, yeah, President, President, President Fortwell, um, <laughs> who, for those of you who don't know, yes, Congressman Eric Swalwell did pass gas on live, live TV. TV. Um, and these people are back at it again. And now the New York Times is walking itself back from the story. But they have still allowed Susan Rice to put out an op-ed something about you know Trump making Russia great again. Forget the fact that it was Obama who told then President Medvedev, hey, my hands will be untied in the second term. I'll have more leeway to help you out. And Hillary, who went to give the foreign secretary of Russia Putin's Cold War right hand, Lavrov, a lovely mistranslated reset button. Reset button, right. Another another long long line of disasters of Hillary's foreign policy. So... But the actual story, you know, you're the national security expert. From what I understand, the story is this, that there was some, some low-level intelligence about this potentially being the case. It was not, it was not corroborated. It was not, the fact of it was not, a possibility may have been brief, but the fact of it was not brief for the president. And that's what all it was. And then once it was effectively discredited, it was leaked to the New York Times. Is that what happened? So here we have the the, the most stunning aspect of all. I think it was, what day is it? I think it was Monday where you have Kayleigh McEnany has to address this from the podium in the the White House briefing room. (laughs) And you have to have the, the press secretary of the president say the following sentence. The president is not briefed on unverified intelligence. Right. The mere fact that somebody has to make that statement, you know, that... Martians landed in Ohio, according to John Smith. We don't brief that to the president of the United States. And the idea, just the idea that the original story, the original story stated the 
elements of U.S. government, after they received this report, started to draft various different response scenarios for the administration. Right. Excuse me? What? The U.S. government is drafting strategic response plans without the president being informed or the president requesting those strategic response no. plans? No. That, that's when you know it's all fake news. C- complete and utter fake news. Complete and utter nonsense that is being pushed by the left-wing New York Times, being pushed by the Democrats, and the American people see right through it. And they say, well, okay, you know what? <laughs> Not now. Not again. You know, yeah. now you tried the Russia. They've tried the Russia hoax a million ways. Didn't work. Now they're trying it again. And, 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 you know, when you get to the bottom of it, really, what are they trying to say? But the president's not tough on Russia. The president's been much tougher on Russia than Obama ever was. He's been the toughest president since Reagan. Right. A man who unleashed our energy industry, which hurts Russia big time. A man who expelled over 60, quote unquote, Russian diplomats who are actually spies. Shuts down a consulate. A man who has revitalized NATO, revitalized our defense at the expense... Opposes the Nordos 2 pipeline. Pipeline. And a man... This is the big one. This is where it all collapses like a a soppy house house of cards. A man who greenlit his Secretary of Defense targeting more than 200 Russian mercenaries in Syria who were killed for their actions in that right. country he he's the puppet of the kremlin that guy right it's dis- it's absolutely disgusting and by the way let's talk about who did nothing yeah. when when putin went into the ukraine can you remind me who president who the president was when that happened uh, th- that guy from illinois um it's a Obama. guy and he and he had like some samantha power I think invaded another country right. and annexed its territory oh and what did he do this is not a joke guys please do, do not take anything that boris and i say on this podcast you know at face value check it out go and research it yourself don't use google because they're evil use something else um but but this is the man obama who after russia breaks a taboo that has been sacred since the end of world war ii what did he do he sent blankets to the Ukrainian government. Blankets. When we came into the administration, what did our boss do, Boris? He sent Javelin anti-tank missiles to the Ukrainians. The only thing that's going to stop the next Russian tank invasion. That's the difference. That's who colluded with Russia. Correct. And even deeper, Obama was in the, the, the Obama administration weren't even at the table when the discussions between Ukraine and Russia were going on. It was Ukraine, Russia, and Europe. That's it. America wasn't even at the table. So Obama completely abdicated, abdicated any sense of strength of the United States. President Trump has brought it back. And that's why we need him as our president for four more years, because you know what Biden's going to do. Oh. Biden is going to let the world run roughshod over America, let China, he's Beijing Biden, let China run roughshod over America. He's going to allow for chaos in the streets. The law and order is going to be out the window. Just today, they took down a statue of of, uh, Christopher Columbus in Columbus, Ohio. So the question is, what's next? Are they going to rename the city? I mean, where are we going here? Look, but the president said, remember the president said, what was it, a year ago, nine months ago? Are they going to come after Washington, right? right? They're going to come after George Washington. They're going to come out out after Washington? 
They're going to come Jefferson. after Jefferson. Yep. They're, and, and they're coming after Lincoln. And, you know, and here's, here's the thing about Princeton, right? Woodrow Wilson was a racist. He was a bad guy. He, he was bad. an utter racist. And he was a bad president, okay? Yeah. Progressive left-wing president. Pro- progressive left-wing racist Democrat. Yeah. So, oh, Princeton, by the way, sorry, I really, I'm, I, I apologize for interrupting you. This is your daily reminder, dear listeners and viewers, that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Right. And the KKK was the armed wing of the Democrat Party. This Correct. is the end of your daily reminder. Sorry, Boris. <laughs> no, God bless you. Keep doing it. That's the truth. So, you know, Princeton wants to take Woodrow Wilson off. Fine. That's Princeton's decision. But actually put some thought behind why you're doing it and yes. let Americans know that he was a Democrat. Don't try to, <laughs> don't well, try like to paint it away. It's like Nancy with the portraits of the speakers, right. remember? Oh, right. she was shocked. I guess she was a – how many years has she been speaker? She was shocked to find out that there are portraits of four Confederate speakers of the House hanging on Capitol Hill in the congressional buildings. And she is having them removed. What did she leave out? Oh, which party they belong to. A little hint, guys, it wasn't the Republican Party. It wasn't Republicans. Also, she shouldn't have been shocked. She, she probably knew them all personally because she's so old. <laughs> she probably had cocoa with them. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, she knew them all personally. And, 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 and uh, you know, including uh, uh, Benjamin Harrison was one of her f- favorite presidents that, sh- that she served under. Right? Drinking buddy. Maybe um, Grover Cleveland, who knows. All right, let, <laughs> but, go ahead. But, you know, the, the, the point is this. The point is, you know, we are facing such a stark decision, and it's never really been starker, at least in my lifetime. It's a decision in November between chaos, lawlessness, and weakness Yeah. on one side. That's Biden and the Democrats. And law and order, strength, and a bright future. And prosperity. Prosperity. Exactly. Prosperity. I mean, look, look at the indices. Look at the incredible figures already. Uh, what was it? The Nasdaq yesterday posted the highest quarterly earnings since 1999. It's nuts. It's, how, how, do, how, do, how does the president do this? It's a rocket ship recovery. That's yep. what I call it. Rocket, rocket ship, ship recovery. recovery. And the reason it's happening is because the president set us up with such a strong economy due to deregulation, tax, tax cuts, and the new trade deals. Today, the USMCA, USMCA goes into effect. You're right. The USMCA is going to add millions and millions and millions and millions of jobs to America across every sector, across every state. It's going to replace the failed NAFTA put in place by Bill Clinton. Do you think Joe Biden could have ever done anything like that? Absolutely not. Joe Biden is going to sell us out to China. It's just China, Russia, the extremists, Antifa, BLM. It is going to be utter anarchy if we don't get our old boss reelected, Boris. No doubt about it. Hey, and my current boss, which is actually... A, your, sorry, which, your current which, boss. Which I'm very proud of, and I'll tell you a cute little story. So, you know, we have a four-year-old who you've heard sometimes because he's <laughs> running, running around and beating me up. And, you know, you, you're trying to teach the kids different things. So, you know, we ask... He's so too young ask, for cigars. I'm just telling you too that. Young a for little, cigars, a too, little young. A little young for cigars, a little young for scotch. Maybe a couple of years. <laughs> and, and you know, so we talk, who do you work for? You know, so it's a mommy, who do you work for? And he says the company she works for. And then, and then, and then she, Lauren, my wife goes, who does daddy... Who does daddy work for? And he goes, President Trump. That is cool. I need that recorded. I need that on our show. I'm going to record that. President Trump, and it's so cute because, you know, he says it like a four-year-old. That's wonderful. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of and, – and couldn't be more proud of working for the leader of the free world – 
Couldn't be more proud to to work to get him reelected, and couldn't be more proud of doing this podcast with you, my friend, because we're we're doing a lot. You know, we're we're, we're making a difference here. We really are. People all across the country are tuning in and getting real news from us. Real news, and also I think the the most important thing is it's it's our opportunity to help you recharge your batteries. You know, you, you've got to redouble your efforts, but you've got to have faith in the mission, and that's why we're here. And that's why you know we stepped into the arena. We went to the White House. You're on the campaign. I'm on this. And a national platform because we believe and we want to support those who believe. Little little story from Mr. G, our producer. He just told me this week his four-year-old, three-year-old, beautiful little little girl. Whenever she sees uh, your boss, my old boss on television, she says, "That's my friend, the president." Oh, like I that. love that. Now, how many three-year-olds are doing that about creepy sleepy? Nobody. There's no <laughs> little girl say, oh, look, it's sleepy, creepy, my friend. Nobody's no. doing that. That's no. a metric. That's a metric. That's a metric. <laughs> Let's talk about polls in the last few minutes we have. Um, there was an interesting poll in, I think it was 16, from Trafalgar. That uh, was interesting because of the discrepancy it illuminated uh, in terms of asking who you're going to vote for. And then the second question is, who do you think your neighbor is going to vote for? Right. Fascinating poll. And they've just come out with a new one, right, Boris? Yeah, so Trafalgar has been very, very interestingly accurate. In 2016, they got, um, they got Michigan and Pennsylvania right for President Trump. Remember, he, the president won Michigan and Pennsylvania as a Republican for the first time since 1988. And and now Trafalgar, so, and Trafalgar also, by the way, called Florida the Florida elections for both Ron DeSantis and Rick Scott in 2018, which were both big upsets. Right. So now Trafalgar is doing polling in the same battleground states. Recent poll in Wisconsin, they have President Trump up by one, and in Michigan, they are effectively tied. Which what does that really mean? The president is up because yes. you have any polling. I, whenever I look at a poll and it's Trump versus Biden, I automatically give the president between five and ten extra points. Automatically. No question about it. Well, we found out. I mean, they admitted, what was it, two weeks ago, one of these big national polls, they had a D plus ten sample. Ten, ten percent more Democrats were asked than is otherwise representative. And they still right. publish it, Boris. When in 2016, for that same sample, I think it was R plus five for actual turnout. Right. So here's what's happening. We've talked about this. A lot of these polling companies are using the same turnout model that they used in, uh, for 2008, 2012, with Barack Obama was running against McCain and then against uh, the own one only Mittens. So Mitt Romney, obviously those turnout numbers are not going to be the same as they are going to be now with President Trump, who's got the stamina, who's got the alacrity, who's got the strength to be president versus sleepy, creepy, old, tired, corrupt Joe Biden. So it's vital for when people are looking at polls, don't look at the numbers. Read a little deeper. Make sure that the poll is at least even between Republican and Democrats who have been sampled. And also make sure that it is a battleground state poll. National polls, they don't do much. He does it every flipping episode. I, I bet he sits there for hours before the show, going through his cool words dictionary, and he finds one, and he always drops one. And today, it's one of my favorites. Alacrity. Alacrity. It's a good Nicely one, right? done. It is the opposite of Sleepy Creepy Biden. 
It is the opposite of sleepy, <laughs> creepy, tired, cognitive decline, which, by the way, I think should actually be the name of this. It should be yes, cognitive, hashtag co- cognitive decline. Let's do that. I think that's I think you got that's it. A, you, you post it. I'll repost it. I it's love Battle it. for 1600. So I think Eric and the team, I think we've got the title there. We've got to make sure that people know that's what we're talking about. You've got the alacrity of Donald Trump versus the cognitive, cognitive decline, decline of Joe Biden. Because let's, let's go back to where we started. If if there's if you have no sense of an ailment, would you be getting tested for that ailment, quote unquote, constantly? No, I I, I don't have regular testing for malaria, Boris, right. because I don't have any indication that I have malaria. It would right. be dumb, and it would be a waste of money to have constant malaria tests. And also, here's the other thing that came up yesterday. So Biden said he's constantly tested for cognitive decline, but he has not been tested for for the coronavirus. Right. What gives? What's going on there? So either he really has no idea, and maybe they're telling him when they stick the swab in his nose, oh, Mr. Vice President, it's for here, cognitive decline. decline. Oh, I or, can so believe that. Or he just has... They're, they're, they're looking for his brain with that massive, long, <laughs> that super long cotton bud. They're trying to find it, and he thinks that's his cognitive decline thing. Well, I think the news... That's it! Out, that's it! He's regularly getting checked for COVID with a massive Q-tip, one of Cuomo's massive Q-tips, and he thinks it's his cognitive decline test. You right. nailed it. And he goes home and goes, chill, guess what? <laughs> Passed my cognitive decline <laughs> test again. Got another oh, one dear. coming up tomorrow. It's, it's a bad scene over there. Yeah. It's a bad scene. But you know what? We still have to work hard. Yes. We cannot okay. rest on our laws. This, this is the important thing I wanted to. You always bring it back to why we're here, the, the stakes involved, why we call this podcast a battle for 1600. Uh, you're back in the saddle. You're advising the campaign. You're in the perfect position to talk about coalitions. A lot of people are worried, especially after the last four weeks, the violence, the deaths, the looting. What's your message to those people who are concerned about what's going to happen in the next 124 days? My message is this. Stay strong. Stay committed. Stay excited about this president and get involved. Go to DonaldJTrump.com. Yes. Start making phone calls. Get yard signs. Talk to your friends. Talk to your neighbors. Some are not going to be happy with you, but you know what? Be out there. Affect the discourse. That's what you and I are doing. We're impacting the discourse. And we call on everybody who's there, who's listening, who's watching, who follows us on Twitter. Get involved. Affect the discourse. The beauty of current America. There's a lot of downside about social media. A lot of idiots are on it, a lot of bots. But the beauty of it is that everybody has a microphone. So get your microphone, make videos. You know, I posted a video. You, you retweeted it, uh, as, as you often do. I posted a wonderful video of an American veteran walking down the street, yes. an elderly gentleman, and saluting the flag. That video got almost 50,000 likes. I believe 45,500 likes. Beautiful. Fabulous. So... And and that's a that was a video made by by an everyday oh, American and and, the, and one of the first responses. Okay, did you see one of the first uh, um, Democrat responses? No, am I going to be upset? You are, but it, but it, but it's illustrative. But not surprised. It's illustrative in a way that is full of alacrity. Um, one of the first responses to your beautiful video of that veteran walking down the sidewalk and then saluting the flag that that he fought to defend. You said something like, this is Trump's America. This is, I said this is the America right. Donald Trump is fighting right. for. And, and the response from the liberal was, yeah, it's old white men. Disgusting. Isn't it? 
That's a veteran. That's a man who wore the cloth of the republic. Right. And that's their response. That's why we will win, because their fuel is hatred. Ours is love. Love of our country. Love of the founding principles of this nation. Okay, we have to get to work, my friend. Let's do it. God bless you. Thank you, Boris. Spread the word. He is the strategic advisor for coalitions on the Trump campaign. Go to donaldjtrump.com. Follow him at borisepbreakfastwithboris.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka, host of America First. You can follow me on Twitter, Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. And our website for the radio show where Boris is a regular guest is sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. Be safe, my friends. Thank you.